Good morning, Tejas. Welcome to your premier alternative news solution. I am Jake Ramirez. I'll be bringing you news Monday through Friday. I'm hoping to curate news for Texans by a born and raised Texan. Today is Thursday, December 12th. We almost made it and no zombies. Before we begin, please go ahead and give us a subscribe so I can keep you up to date on all your daily Texas news. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for even more updates and more news. Today in Texas history, Red Rovers leave for Texas. On this day in 1835, the Red Rovers, a volunteer military company, left their camp in Alabama to join the Texas Revolution. The company was organized by its captain, Jack Shackelford, at the Cortland, Alabama, in November 1835 and named for the fact that its members were uniformed in red jeans. The 70 members of the company were equipped with rifles and military supplies from the Alabama State Arsenal after being inspected by Stephen F. Austin himself and Nicholas Adolphus Stern in New Orleans. The company reached Texas in, eight, in June 19th of 1836. They were sent on to Goliad, where they were assigned to the Lafayette Battalion under the command of James Fannin. During the Goliad campaign in 1836, they were sent on several local expeditions. At the Battle of Coletto, the Red Rovers occupied the extreme right of the front side of the square and acquainted themselves like veterans. The unit was surrendered with Fannin's command, and most of the men sustained a common fate in the Goliad Massacre. For those of us that live in South Texas, we have a large amount of history surrounding the Texas Revolution in this area, and one, one of those gems is the Fannin Battlegrounds. I would suggest everybody visit this place. It's extremely historic. You get to see exactly where these men fought. You get to see exactly what they had to endure against the Spanish army. I really, really, I, I can't stress this enough. This is part of Texas history. You should visit this place for sure. And while you're there, drive a few more miles down the road, visit La Bahia. And on a side note, I've had, a, had some requests for more Texas history. So I decided to start every Monday with a more in-depth focus on Texas history. So stay tuned for more about the Goliad Massacre where I break it down in-depth along with more Texas history. Now it's time for some Texas news. A search is underway for a man who fatally struck a Texas police sergeant with, the, with his car during an arrest Tuesday night. There's a $20,000 reward for the information leading to his capture, police said. Nashville Bay Police Sergeant Kayla Sullivan, 43, was assisting her fellow officers with the traffic stop just before 8.30 p.m. on Tuesday. This was at an apartment complex when the driver was found to be wanted with a warrant for assaulting his family member. The suspect, identified as Tavorius Henderson, fought with the officers during the arrest and was able to break free. Nashua Bay Chief of Police Tim Cromie said at a news conference, Henderson then got back in the car and drove away, striking Sullivan. Sergeant Kayla Sullivan from Nashua Bay, the sergeant was taken to the hospital where she died. Henderson abandoned his vehicle a short distance away from the scene and fled on foot, police said. As of Wednesday afternoon, he's still on the loose. Authorities said the officers were able to place a single handcuff on Henderson's arms. And I can't stress this enough. If you see somebody with one handcuff on their arm, it's not a bracelet. That's this dude that's wanted. So please, if you see somebody with a handcuff, or if you know about the whereabouts of Tavorius Henderson, please contact the Nashua Bay Police Department. We cannot have stuff like this happening in Texas. We have to respect the law enforcement. No matter what your opinion is on him, a lady died doing her job. 
Former Vice President Joe Biden has a commanding lead in Texas over any of his Democratic rivals in the race for the White House and does not and does the best in a hypothetical head to head against the President Donald Trump, according to a new poll released by CNN on Wednesday. Biden was a choice of 35 percent of the 325 likely Democratic primary voters in Texas when they were polled by CNN. Bernie Sanders was in second place with 15 percent. Elizabeth Warren was in third place by 13 percent. Although South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg has been surging in Iowa, the Texas poll shows that he's still the choice just under nine percent of Texas primary voters. I guess Texas really likes playing with hairy legs. I'm not sure how Joe is polling higher than Bernie in Texas, but I definitely think we should do something about that. So go out there, make sure you vote this year. Texas plans on Wednesday to execute a man convicted more than a decade ago for killing a prison boot factory supervisor by slitting his throat because he was upset that he had to work as a janitor. Travis Runnels, 46, is scheduled to die by lethal injection at the state's death chamber in Huntsville at 6 p.m. for the murder of the 40-year-old Stanley Wiley. Runnels would be the second, the 22nd inmate in the United States and the ninth in Texas to execute in 2019. Texas has executed more prisoners than any other state since the U.S. Supreme Court reinstated the death penalty in 1976. On Friday, Runnels' attorneys filed a request with the Supreme Court asking for justices to halt the execution so arguments could be heard challenging the testimony of a prosecution witness who said Runnels would be a threat to prison society. As of Wednesday, the request is pending for the high court. I know some of you may not agree with me when I say this, but... I'm all for Texas taking these measures. Nine in a year seems like a high number, but there has been, and I know there's been mistakes. Some of these cases are old with outdated technology, and some of these people have been proven innocent. This is not the case. There's many witnesses that show that he actually did slit that dude's throat. So all I have to say is some men cannot be helped, and this is a judgment well-deserved I know it's a man's life, but this is not a man that we can help. So, all for Texas, number 10 coming. A naval air station in Texas was placed on lockdown Wednesday morning after officials say a suspect was taken into custody nearly a week after the Saudi national opened fire at the base in Pensacola, Florida, killing three and wounding eight more. Naval Air Station Corpus Christi issued a a warning Wednesday morning around 7.30, urging members of the base to remain in place. We will lift the lockdown when we ensure that the scene is safe and remain in place. Circumstances surrounding the lockdown were not immediately clear, but a Navy spokesman told Fox News that no shots were fired during the incident. We are aware of the reports that the Naval Air Station Corpus Christi is on lockdown and the base security has an individual in custody. No shots were fired. No injuries were reported. We will provide more information when it comes available, the statement said. Officials posted another update shortly after lifting the lockdown but advising personnel to remain clear of the building 8 CCAD. The significance of the building is not known yet. Um, Wednesday's incidents comes just days after the Saudi International went on a shooting spree at the Naval Air Station in, in Pensacola, killing three U.S. sailors and injuring eight. I'm not really sure what's happening here. I feel like these are situations that shouldn't happen in our military. So 
hopefully they, they're able to lock this down and figure out exactly why they're being targeted and who's targeting them so that we can stop this. This is a huge thing for our military. They should be safe on their bases. I hate seeing these things being posted, but we got to figure this out in order to stop it. A 22-year-old man was has been charged with capital murder after authorities say he confessed to strangling his grandmother and his great-grandmother a month ago at Houston at a Houston area home. Jared Ramos was arrested Tuesday evening after telling detectives he killed his grandmother, 59 years old, and Barbara Cromley, and his great-grandmother, 90-year-old Regina Cromley, on November 5th at the home in Spring, Texas. According to the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office, Lieutenant Scott said Ramos told the detectives he was tired of the two women and he did not show any remorse. Being tired of somebody is not a reason to kill them. How about just move? You shouldn't kill people because you're tired of them. This is one of those instances where this guy obviously has some, some sort of mental disability or some anger problems. These are one of those instances where this guy may be able to be saved. His mental state is probably in question. But if it can't be, God bless his poor man's soul. This is horrible. He killed two women because he was tired of them. I don't know what else to say about this other than we need to have more control or we need to have a more in-depth understanding of people's mental health, especially in a state like Texas where guns are freely uh, owned. I just think that we should we should be focusing more on mental health of a lot of these people. Heavy recruiting of the female candidates paid off for Texas Democrats in 2018, but it's the Republican women who are making a splash in 2020. At least 30 Republican women from the state of Texas have filed to run for the election in Congress next year, more than twice as many as the 2018 election. That year, 13 women ran for under the GOP banner, while almost three times as many women ran in the Democratic primary. Now, if, if we're going to go to a pink wave, you need to have a red, red wave in there, said Nancy Broxter, a longtime GOP fundraiser who is now the director of the Center of Women in Politics at the Texas Women's University. And all I can really say to this is, dang, this is this is good news. Not only are we having an insurgence of women on the Democratic Party, we're having an insurgence of the women on the Republican Party, which is something I really like to see. I really like to see more women on both sides, even though I don't like choosing a side, Democratic or Republican. I love seeing that more women are getting involved and more women are having the strength to get involved because it's not easy to be a woman in politics. So it's going to be an interesting year for politics in 2020. Make sure you go out there and vote and make sure you make a a difference in Texas. Alan Schaffner is low tech. He also prides himself in efficiency. Now you may be asking, who's Adam Schaffner? Well, Adam Schaffner is a cattle farmer. What he's done is he, he created an app that is able to catalog his cattle so that he has better records than he did on paper. Because if you live in Texas, you know that the weather changes the wind changes, and he lost a lot of his paperwork throughout the years just by opening his door to get into the truck. A pen and paper approach wasn't cutting it for the, the Clay County farmer who lives right outside of Wichita Falls, which is a beautiful city. Uh, he said, I've tried to keep records on my notes section of my phone, he recalled. He just couldn't keep it current. Either way, it just looked like livestock numbers. So he turned to tech. 
He said, I talked to my wife about it, and she kind of looked at me like, have you gone off the deep end, he remembered. After we talked about it for a little while, he seemed like it was a venture that he wanted to chase. He worked with an app developer to create a digital way to track his herd of cattle. It keeps records of the number of cattle in the pasture. Even during calving season, you can track an increase in the herd size all the way to the healthcare. he said. It will help you when you do your budgets, when you go and you try and get your bank loans, where you can turn in your assets and your expenditures real easy. It helps you keep your records, and it helps you keep a finite um, list of everything you have on your farm. The app is called Herd Connect. I don't know anything about computer programming, he said, so I had to hire somebody to program it for me, But and it's been a long process. He's been doing this for a year and a half, and he's ab- about to launch the app in stores for ranchers to download. Now, the Texas Agricultural Commissioner, Sid Miller, said farmers and ranchers have le- learning how to do more with less. Agriculture 1.0 was uh, substance farming, 40 acres and a mule. Agriculture 2.0 was an age of mechanization where we had tractors and combines. And now we have a huge tractors and huge combines. And one farmer can farm 1,000 to 2,000 acres just through mechanization, Miller said. Now we're at Agriculture 3.0. We've gone from mechanization into the technology age. So the app can track your cows is just one example. Miller said agriculture producers in the state largely won't be able to fully automate, but we're working to maximize the resources. And this is something that's in dire need for all of these cattle ranchers. You still have to have humans involved, of course. Somebody has to get out there and push the button and make sure the electricity is running and run the samples and the tests and all of that. But it eliminates all of that labor through the technology while eliminating as much as they can. They can produce more with less. That's a huge thing for all of these ranchers. These ranchers are struggling right now. Right now, they have the same amount of people working on the farm as they, they did 30 years ago with 30% less no, numbers. So they make 30%, 30% less profit. So this app can do what most ranchers have to hire other people for. And I'm not saying I'm for people losing their job on ranches. But let's face it, where we are on farms and ranches right now, we don't have the ability to spend as much money as we used to. So these apps and this technology is helping them keep track of ranchers without having to have 20 cowboys doing it for them. So this is a really super neat app. This is going to go a long way for farmers and ranchers. They'll be able to do more with less and stay profitable so they can stay ranching. A private space company started by Amazon co-founder Jeff Bezos successfully launched a reusable rocket Wednesday afternoon in West Texas. The launch by Blue Origin happened in in Culberson County, which is about 190 miles east of El Paso. The mission Wednesday marked the sixth flight for the particular vehicle named New Shepard. The company stated it's working toward taking people to space. No one on board the rocket Wednesday it was instead just carried thousands of postcards sent by students to Blue Origin's nonprofit uh, arm called the Club of the Future. We're in the middle of a new space race. We weren't around for the first space race. This is a whole different generation of space race. This is an affordable way to send people to space, an affordable way to spend technolo- send technology to space. And we have to keep track of this. This affects us in a huge way. If you're not keeping up with SpaceX, Blue Origin, NASA, and the rest of the world's emerging new technologies for space, you better get on it. What a time to be alive.
Now it's time for a good old Texas tradition. Here's today's weather report. Today in Houston, we will have a little bit of clouds, but we have a high of 64 and a low of 52. San Antonio will have a beautiful, partly cloudy sunset today with a high of 64 and a low of 43. Dallas will be partly cloudy today with a high of 59 and a low of 43. Austin's going to have a little bit of clouds in the morning, but it's going to get clear and it's going to have a really sunny, beautiful afternoon with a high of 63 and a low of 42. El Paso is mostly sunny in El Paso today with a high of 57 and a low of 36. Brownsville, I'm happy for Brownsville. They've had a hot few weeks, but they're going to have a beautiful day with a high of 70 and a low of 54. Victoria's been a beautiful the last few days, and it continues today with a high of 65 and a low of 50. Palacios is going to be partly cloudy with a high of 67 and a low of 52. I asked and I received, I have a a new addition to the weather report today, and it came from a buddy of mine all the way out in Marfa, Texas, my heart away from home. I can't be happier about that because people are actually listening. And thanks for tuning in, Ty. I appreciate that. And you bet I'm going to add Marfa to the weather report. So today in Marfa, we have a high of 61 and a low of 36. And I can't say I miss those cold Marfa nights enough. Now, if I've missed your region in South Texas or Texas, shoot me a message. I'll be glad to add it to my weather report. Um, And other than that, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. I'll always be here on Monday through Friday. Please subscribe so that I can get to you every single day. Until tomorrow, have a great day, Texas.